February 9th, 7.02 p.m. 2022. We've had this pod recording planned for over a week and a half. It's 2023. Oh, my God. Uh, let's start over, but we got it. Thank you for fixing it. Um, the trade deadline was today and the week leading up to the trade deadline. Um, uh, I think a few weeks ago we were, I, we were saying, you know, usually the big, big trades that are for like three or four picks or for superstar players, they usually happen in the off season when you have more time to negotiate or where teams are kind of starting from scratch in a way. This is the most, the biggest trade deadline I could remember. Uh, I, yeah, I have to agree. Yeah. I mean, I'll start it of course, last Friday when Kyrie Irving asked out, it's funny, I, um, I I was watching the Knicks versus the Nets uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, Kyrie had an amazing game. Uh, he was playing by himself. Uh, Knicks lost. It was a close one. Knicks lost in the end. Like, Kyrie had some really clutch shots, a step back three. And you see him do that, and you marvel at how amazing he is. And as I'm watching, you have, like, Yuta Wantanabe on the bench. He's just like jumping up and down, putting up three fingers in the air. And like Durant in street clothes is like putting his head on Yuta's shoulder as they're, they're all, it's, it was like this great vibe on the bench. This like, I thought they had chemistry and it looked like everything was going maybe kind of well for Brooklyn, but it's the end of an era, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's funny. These super teams become such monkey paw wishes right it's like it's like you you get what you asked for but then there are consequences and then you just it doesn't work out the way you thought like it worked out for miami back in the day like the original Mm -hmm. super team but since then everyone who's like tried to put it together has been like foiled yeah and and it's it's funny because it's i mean I, I'm with you. They were like they were on a heater. They were looking they were looking good. Durant coming back, like looking looking possibly like a one of the best two or three teams in the East. And why not? Why not them? Yeah. And it's over. So weird. It's like I mean, nothing Kyrie does is ever surprising. Um 
but it it well, did this, seem this made sense though. Like, I mean, from a from a financial standpoint, like he was like, they're not going to, they're not gonna like give me an extension. They're not gonna, you know. So he's like, I need to go somewhere else where I might get okay. But is, but paid. Dallas now because he was traded and not signed there originally can only give him a two-year extension, which he's not going to sign. He's going to hold out for more. I mean, did he improve his financial stakes? I I mean, because now I you have know. one more item on the list of things that Kyrie has done to sabotage the situation. And I, I really think if, if Kyrie never complained about the extension, I mean, if he, if he really just wanted to be traded, he mission accomplished. He he did it. He did it as perfectly as you possibly can. But if his goal is to get the big, the longest extension possible, um, and maybe that's going to happen with Dallas. Who knows? We'll 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 talk about Dallas. But I think if he played out the rest of the season and the playoffs without causing any more problems, without saying anything anti-Semitic. Um, and, like, even if the Nets don't win, but, like, say, got to the conference finals looking pretty good, I think the Nets would have had no choice but to extend him for... Uh, they probably would have believed he's he's fine now and would have extended him for at least, at least two years, probably more. I think they would have figured to keep Durant happy, we got to just keep this guy. I mean, it's possible, but he also, you know played the the disrespect card yeah right which i mean i don't know like i feel like it's something you can afford to play when the minimum amount you're gonna make is 40 million dollars next year or whatever yeah like, yeah i was disrespected here so i'm gonna go to this other place and really not sacrifice any money like he's only he's only potentially sacrificing years right on a deal and so, yeah, I, I I agree that it looks bad from a it, from a like Kyrie can bring structure like stability to an organization level, but I think that ship has long since sailed. Yeah, and in this case, maybe he can do something with Doncic, and they can really make a run, and maybe he can maybe like Dallas was like, well, you know. Like the little wink, wink on this, right. on this deal, and they're 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 like gonna extend him. I bet I, especially after Jalen Brunson, I bet Dallas is gonna they're gonna go for this. Yeah, but they can't do it during the season because right. they could only extend him for two years. And I I agree. I would think that if things go reasonably well for Dallas this postseason. Um, I think they're going to have no choice but to sign him for four years because they don't want to lose him for nothing. Because he'll, exactly. he'll have free agent you, suitors. So you paint him into that corner. Yeah. And that's the that's the NBA game now. Yeah. For players. So I guess it it paints Dallas is now painted into a corner more than Brooklyn would have been. I think right. Brooklyn would have been more okay with him walking after this season. Um, Because at least there's a PR win for Brooklyn if they let him walk. Right. And they're already like, you know, New York City. They can actually pull free agents they've done in the past, whereas Dallas has pulled freaking zero free agents 
in their long storied history of being the third best team in Texas. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, all I can say is as a Knicks fan, I'm so delighted that it didn't work out in Brooklyn. Uh, one, one playoff series win, only 74 game. Kyrie and KD only played 74 games together in the four years. <laughs> and I think the other number is only 16 for the two of them in Harden. That wasn't as long of a time period. Whatever. It, it, it's just, it went amazingly bad. Um, I think they made the right decision in signing those two, but um, I'm I'm beyond delighted that it didn't work out, especially for all the heat the Knicks took. Uh, talk about the monkey's paw. This is That was like the reverse monkey's paw for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. They yeah. didn't get what they wanted, and damn, they're lucky for it. Um you know, think about they're they're in a pretty good spot right now. I think the Nets thought they were going to take over New York as far as like basketball goes, and that didn't happen. And uh, now, now the Knicks are unequivocally the the basketball story in New York. After you know a week or two from now, I think the Nets though given the circumstances, did pretty good this weekend. So they got a huge haul for Durant uh, for, yeah. for unprotected picks, plus Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson. Uh, Mikhail, Br- Mikhail Bridges is, is a great, is a very good player. It's hard to say exactly, is he great? Is he very good? I mean, you, you look at like what OG Ananobi was rumored to be going for, and I think Mikhail Bridges is better than Ananobi at least offensively and defensively it's close and they're similar. Yeah. And offensively of is what you pay for. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think he's, I think he's, I think he's great. I think they got a very, very nice haul. Yeah. Um, like good, good for them. Good for them. Uh, I think they'll still be actually pretty decent for the rest of the year. They might still make the playoffs. Well, no, they will. I I did the math. I immediately, as soon as I saw the Durant trade news, I went to the standings. Yeah, and look at that. Basically, right if they go five hundred from here on out, which I kind of feel like is maybe where they could, where they should be, they still end up with forty six wins. Okay. Well, but that's um. Let me just I'm gonna bring up the standings as well to see where they are. So, in other words. For them to get into the play-in, yeah. Miami and New York have to pass them, right? Um, and... Which is possible, definitely feasible, but they're not going to go far enough to get out of the play-in. Okay. So based, so the only the and I'm thinking purely in terms of lottery odds for Houston, right? The only the only thing that gets them out of the playoffs is being terrible and getting into the play-in and then losing both games. Yeah. Right. Because the pro, I I can't see them dropping below eight. Um, yeah, so, that's probably true. I, I mean, they're certainly so, not going to drop below like where Washington currently is, which would get them out exactly. of the play. They're not. They're not down there. They're not down there. So I I feel like um, as a as a Rockets fan, this does nothing for me because it's too late. Yeah. But um, and now going forward, they probably have a better young core to you know move forward with i guess because 
because KD was KD was all time great, but man, the guy's missing twenty games a year right. now. At, at best case, it's it's tough to say if this if the Rockets picks for in twenty twenty four and twenty twenty six look better now than they did a week ago. Twenty twenty four probably looks a little bit better. Yeah, and that's a that's a straight up real pick and not a swap. Um, and and so that one's that one's that one's good. But I don't know about 2026. We'll we'll have to see how they move forward with this. Yeah, with I mean, I, I I guess you got to assume they were always going to either have Durant or be able to make this this type of trade that they made with Phoenix for Durant. So it's yeah. probably this a wash in that way. Uh, I guess what the, the best you could have hoped for is that like KD is, just became like his career, he became old and it was no longer good anymore by like 2026, and they still had him. Or could only trade him for minimal stuff, and didn't have time to grow as a team. But, but I guess like, compa- but I guess compared to where they were these past few seasons, they're no longer going to be a shoe in for the playoffs. So there will always be chances of get them get falling into the lottery, uh, falling into the play in, and not making the playoffs, uh, which is what you're hoping yeah. for this year. Yeah, my expectation originally when the Harden trade went down was that they would be really good for a few years and then everything would blow up yeah. and they'd potentially be terrible. Now I feel like terrible is sort of off the table right. um, because they don't have that sort of powder keg that they had before um, with Kyrie getting hurt, Harden getting old, KD getting hurt, Kyrie being crazy, all this stuff that um that could have gone wrong so so yeah they're not gonna land you know it's not gonna be a top five pick right. or anything like that but you know whatever i i don't know all that stuff's a sunk cost it's 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 fine now i root for the nets to to do poorly but they're still they've got deep pockets and they're in new york i don't think they're gonna be that terrible under any circumstances yeah but they're they're yeah, well, the d- the days of them being a favorite to w- to win oh, yeah, the championship. Oh yeah, those, those days are gone. But yeah, those I agree days. with you. It, there's no more like de- uh, doomsday clock going now. They were able to make the doomsday clock like dissipate slowly and be able to do something with it. They were able to sell the clock, I guess, for parts. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Dallas. Um, it's very interesting on on Friday when Kyrie said he wanted to be traded. Um, Dallas was obviously listed as one of the candidates. And I was like, I was thinking to myself about what they could possibly trade and whether it would make sense or not. And I, the knowing this, the, the details of their picks, I was thinking they, if they trade for Kyrie, they better hope they trade the 2028 pick. And this is getting into a little details, but I think it does matter for Dallas. So if they trade it, because, you know, they, they owe a pick to New York this year, but it's it's protected forward until 2025, so they're a little limited to what they could trade, but almost definitely it will convey this year. So after after this season, this draft, though, they won't owe anything to New York anymore. So then they'll have the picks between 2024 and 2030 to trade. If they had traded the 2028 for Kyrie, they would have had 
three available unprotected picks, 24, 26, and 30. Um, if they traded none, they would have had four. But they traded 2029, 20, and I don't know, obviously I don't know what the negotiation was, if Brooklyn was just set on they want it as far out as possible and weren't willing to do anything. Um, but I think Dallas it was obviously a panic move in a lot of ways, and not having just that single pick being 2029 rather than 28 means now they only have two picks left to trade rather than three. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when they did trade 2029, I thought maybe um, the benefit of that is that they could at least make another trade this, this deadline to really go for it this year. They could have done something where they traded the 27 or even the 27 and conditionally the 25 where it was like we can't it it's conditional if we if we end up conveying the pick to New York this year which almost definitely would happen but they didn't do that either so right, or make a deal with New York yeah to, to remove the protections yeah so they didn't do that um they're uh they're all, the, the the risk is higher than even just trading one pick for didn't just bringing Kyrie in there because who knows if he's going to resign. But I think as we were saying, he's Dallas is going to be is kind of painted into a corner now where they're going to have to resign him. Yeah, and it's yeah, just and a matter I, of whether Kyrie will want a, to. As a, <laughs> as a Maverick, um, longtime Maverick hater, yeah, this is like this is glorious. Oh yeah, um, like like when. Basically, ever since the Mavericks got Luca, I've just been like, "Damn it!" Yeah, like they even like because like I was big on Luca going in, and you know I love you love I love my Euros, um, and I was like uh, so disappointed when they got him, so disappointed, and they haven't been able to break through. They got close last year, haven't been able to totally break through, and now I think it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think. They're not going to be good enough to to get through this year, and Kyrie will absolutely blow it up or cause yeah. problems or whatever. And then Luca, maybe they keep Kyrie and they lose Luca. Like, I think, I think it's great. I think they basically just opened the open Pandora's box in the organization, and it's you know, it's bad. Like there, there, there's upside. They could go on a run, mm-hmm. and they could win this year. They could put on a, they could do it. But man, I think it's far more likely. Yeah, they're just going to screw everything up. Yeah. Um. I I wonder also if I mean who knows how far out they thought about these things, but the trade that they made with Brooklyn, where it was Dinwiddie and Finney Smith plus a pick, was very much a one pick for the future, but like also two pieces now to help you win now. Cause Brooklyn probably hedged a bit. They were like, let's try to surround Durant with some stuff and give it one more year. And they were thinking that that type of trade was going to indicate that Brooklyn wouldn't trade Durant to like a West coast team. And they might've had a, cause Dallas's chance to do something this year went down by a lot. As soon as Durant was traded to Phoenix. And the possibility of things blowing up for them went up, uh, which is great because I also hate Dallas, especially ever since the Porzingis trade. Um, 
but it's been nice to see everything kind of blow up in their face one after a, bad decisions leading to more bad decisions and compounding bad decisions. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Cause I, I agree with you. I don't think they're winning, even getting out of the West this year. And um, eventually Kyrie will do something because he always does. And then they only have now two picks to make their roster better. And uh, it's only a matter of time before Luca leaves, which is great for any other team in the league. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I think that would be, that would be perfect. You know what? After <clears throat> 2019, summer of 2019, we trade Chris Tepp's Porzingis and get ripped for it to make space for Kyrie and KD. And they spurn us by going to Brooklyn. Um, and then the Porzingis trade kind of screws Dallas a little bit or makes causes one problem for Dallas. We get Brunson making more problems for Dallas. Kyrie goes to Dallas, putting totally the death knell for Dallas. And then the Knicks get Luka Doncic. That would be... It's it's all it's it's a it's a brilliant seven year plan that, that exactly. James Dolan it's three is dimensional doing. chess. James De- right James there. Dolan is playing chess. The rest of y'all are playing checkers. Okay, so let's talk about Phoenix. Uh, do you think they're the favorite in the West now? I think so. I mean, it's still. So I was thinking about this earlier, and. You ever, um, you ever been driving like on a, you know, two lane road, right? And you've just got one lane going your direction, and basically you are kind of stuck. If someone, all it takes is one slow person to screw you up, right? And that's kind of where Phoenix was before. Like with basically Booker was basically the only guy they had who could create and Booker goes out. That's like the semi being slow in front of you or whatever. And you're like, and you're totally, you're totally stuck. But now you add KD and now you got like a two, maybe three lane, Mm -hmm. like a three lanes on your side. Like they have so many options now on offense. They have one of the best young playmakers in the game and probably one of the best all time playmakers in the game. And that's what, that's what gets you. Cause yeah, just that's what it comes down to in, in this, in this league, right? Like you can have talent, but you got to have someone who can create a shot. And like, if you have two of those people, two who are absolutely elite at that, and can still like play defense and all that other stuff. I, I don't know, man. That's that's tough. I know. I, I know. I was talking about super teams and how they almost never work out. This one looks yeah. looks pretty good right now. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to know what what you'll get from Chris Paul in the playoffs because he always kind of breaks down. Mm-hmm. But he had his breakdown earlier this season so maybe he'll be well rested and he doesn't have to do as much even if he does break down i mean kd and booker just as a twosome is maybe the best twosome in the nba um yeah so they they are a little light on depth 
um, especially after trading. Oh yeah, Cam Johnson. I think they'll they'll. I'm sure they they could get some buyout guys, but who knows? Maybe they'll get Westbrook as a backup point guard. That would be awesome. I'm sure KD is like, yeah, I'm sure he's super excited to be reunited. <laughs> yeah. No, they probably shouldn't uh, do that, but uh, it, it would certainly be interesting. Maybe, you know, Reggie Jackson might get bought out. Um, he was traded to Charlotte, I think. Um, guys like that always kind of pop up. They definitely do need depth because, like, I think, yeah, besides their... So, obviously, their starters are CP3, Booker, Durant, DeAndre Ayton. Um, they also got TJ Warren. I, I don't know. I, he was playing and I think got injured again, maybe. Maybe he's fine. You can't really rely on him health No, you can't rely on him. Um, but, but man, no, it, it just changes everything because you used to be able to just throw a, a double team at Booker. Yeah. Right? Like, that was the, that's the trick to beating the Suns. And now, I don't even know what you do. Um, it's, it's bad. It, like, for the rest of the, the rest of the West. I was really pulling for Denver to mm-hmm. have their moment this year. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I I, I, I think Denver, I, I agree now, Phoenix is the favorite. Um, but Denver is right, right there. And I can't wait. I really hope the two of them play in the in the playoffs. That'd be exciting. Yeah. All right. Um so that is Phoenix. Uh oh, let's talk about LA. Um because we have to. Um I, I do think um, you know, they're they're cleaning up their own shit with the Russell Westbrook trade, but LA did pretty well, I think, that adding some like good players and especially some shooting to their roster. I mean, D'Angelo Russell is like D'Angelo Russell is is Ray Allen compared to Russell Westbrook. Um and then Vanderbilt, really great backup center. Uh or a or a four, however you play him. Malik Beasley has been a great shooter. Interestingly, they traded Thomas Bryant in a move that I really like for Denver, getting Thomas Bryant as a backup big. But it made sense because I guess they see Vanderbilt as the backup big now. Um I like the way Bryant was playing. He was playing really well, yeah. Yeah, maybe they should have kept him just as insurance because AD's probably going to get hurt. So LA is better. Um, They were able to put protections on the pick and keep one of the picks. We'll see where they go. Um, uh, Yeah, the interesting thing for LA, so all reporting is that they... They were in the Kyrie sweepstakes and were offering both picks. I guess both unprotected. I don't know. Um, if that's true, I I think Brooklyn probably wishes now that they took that. Yeah, and it was just I mean, of course. Yeah, but they probably took the the Dallas one because they thought they were going to keep Durant, or at least hoping that was a possibility. It was their only chance to keep Durant, right? Yeah. Just to have at least a semblance of a team around him. Um, yeah. Like, you take those two picks, and you're basically just announcing, all right, right closing up shop. Right. Yeah, they couldn't have just gotten a package of picks. Yeah, I think you're right. That's the best chance they had to keep Durant. 
Um, okay, so that's LA. Um, Toronto, very interesting that they kind of did nothing besides add Pirtle. Yeah. Pirtle, everyone was talking about Pirtle moving. Um, yeah. I didn't see Toronto <laughs> no. um, as the as where it's the Pirtle destination. So I guess kind of surprised by that. Like they still don't have someone who can create any offense. Yeah. They have a lot of guys who could create some offense. Dude, but but not like not like legit, like real um real like scorers, right? Like it's it's a bunch of really good I guess Siakam, you could say, is I mean he's not like yeah. a, a pure scorer, but like he could put up forty in a game. Not regularly, nobody does, but like he's someone who can do that. He's someone who who can, yeah. Um, I don't know. They seem to they seem to be lacking juice. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of guys who are great, uh, great defenders and pretty good at offense, but like no one who's great at offense that really tilts things. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a weird move, but I don't know though. Your jury is. I, I, I trust them. I, I do trust them. They have you know the best pobos in the NBA. I do think it's a little weird and might come back to haunt them that they weren't able to move Gary Trent or Van Vliet. Cause see, cause OG, yeah. they could still move this off season and get just as much. I thought, I thought Van Vliet had potentially more value than almost anybody else at this juncture. Mm-hmm. Just the, um, like he can, he doesn't need the ball. And he plays good defense. He's kind of sucked at shooting this year, but he he's had great playoff runs before. Yep. Um, I don't know. I feel like Van Vliet on a veteran team would have been would have been really good. So I just I don't know what offers they were seeing, but yeah, I mean they may have just been holding out for more and trying to negotiate against teams and just got kind of left holding the bag because Van Vliet is probably. I think he has a player option. I think both him and Gary Trent Jr. have player options. I'm not sure. They're either I think, both... I think, at least Van Vliet, I think, does, but I think he's gonna he's not gonna exercise right. it. And I think the same is true for Gary Trent. So I don't know. We'll see. They might lose those they might lose those two for nothing. Yeah. Uh also surprising that Boyan Bogdanovich wasn't moved. I think I think and maybe they offered it, the other Lakers pick for Boyan would have really made them a nice, solid team. And I'm surprised something like that didn't happen. I'm surprised uh, a team like Memphis didn't try to go after him. He seems to me like the perfect trade deadline guy. Exactly. Because yeah. you know he's going he's gonna, to like fit in, not fit out. Right. And to quote the great LeBron James, and he's he's gonna play hard. He's and he's a fucking knockdown shooter, and not, and not a and a plus defender, not like a terrible defender. Yeah, I don't guy know. with size. I, I, you can drop him into any system. Yeah, he's a co- very co- yeah. complimentary piece, and I think Detroit. Um, this may have been 
Like, I, I don't think his value is going to go to shit, but this was, I think, a high for his trade value. And they may have missed an opportunity to sell at their at his peak. All right. Um, move that happened last night with the New York Knicks. They um, traded Cam Reddish and a lottery-protected 2023 pick for Josh Hart. I, I actually really like the trade. I think it helps them. Um I could get into that, uh, but I guess yeah. Some takeaways: it's um, it's a real shame what happened with Cam Reddish and the Knicks. Um, I don't mind so much that it didn't work out, and you know they made a gamble. It didn't work out. That's fine, and that they had to end up moving him. It's a real shame that he was basically like persona non grata, um, and he he's kept his mouth shut. He hasn't complained to the media or anything during this year but there there were moments this season where either Brunson had to miss a game Obi Toppin was out for a few weeks uh RJ Barrett has missed a few games where the Knicks have been at uh, Mitch's out where they've been short-handed and they were like really like playing you know Tibbs was playing Emmanuel click quickly like 41 minutes um they could have used a few minutes from Cam Radish, even if even if you're down on him and I think normally they probably would have, but it's, they created a situation where they're just like, we're done with you or Tibbs was done with him. And we're just, we're going to try to trade you, but until then not playing you at all. And that's just, that's just a failure. How that happens. You could have been like, all right, we plan on moving you, but I don't know how you would say it, but but it could have been a situation where they were planning on moving him, but still he was part of the rotation, which could have mm-hmm. it helped him. It's just weird. Um, and I'm sad it, they, he didn't get more of a chance because I think he still has the chance to be a decent player. And farewell, Cam Reddish. Once a Nick, always a Nick. Yeah, I mean, he is now... He's now entering the it's not them, it's you right. territory. Um, because basically, if you're a lottery pick, you're gar- you're almost guaranteed, apologies to Johnny Davis, you're almost <laughs> guaranteed to get a second shot, right? right? Like Rui, right? Rui is classic, all right, this guy's lottery, you know, lottery credentials and Let's just see what he does in a new setting, see if he can, you know, blow up. This is number three for Cam. Portland is number three. Portland's number yeah. three, right? Yeah. And and so I don't know. The next the next stop. Mm-hmm. I mean, the next stop might, might be freaking China. It might be the yeah. G- I because I don't know what it was. I don't you know, like you said, he didn't talk to the press and stuff like that, but this is a guy who was extremely highly touted Yeah, coming into college. And then, you know, a little less. So he, he, some of the shine went off before he got drafted, but like highly drafted guy who has just not been able to catch on. Yeah. Um, and it's, it may very well be that this is it for him he he flames out in portland and that's kind of the end of it and that he may not be good and that tibbs was right for not really wanting to play him i'm just saying it should never have gotten to the point where he was just like 
you cannot play no matter what. Oh, I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm really just kind of making a, a plea to Cam Reddish yeah. to just like, like, dude. This Portland stint was, is might be it. Yeah. This is, yeah, this, whatever it's been, you just got to fucking play now. You got to do whatever. And I don't know if it was, like, I get it. I don't, I wouldn't want to play for Tibbs. <laughs> um, I'm sure that Cam had issues with them and stuff like that. But whatever it is now, he has got to suck it up because it doesn't look good from here. Like you don't, you don't get unlimited chances. Yeah. Um, even no matter how highly you were drafted and how awesome a you know physical prospect you are. So I hope it works out for him in Portland. I really do. Um, and we'll just we'll just see. I mean, the Knicks they're not going to play him. At least you know get somebody for him. Yeah. So and Hart's Hart's hard nosed. He's a yeah, he's yeah. a scrapper. He's a tips guy. He's a tips guy. I think there's there's I was reading um Tibbs supposedly wanted to draft him when he was in charge in Minnesota. Uh Hart has mentioned liking Tibbs. He's definitely a Tibbs guy. And he's one of the best guard rebounders there are. He averages oh, like yeah. eight point five per thirty six, which is exactly what the Knicks need, um, especially with Mitch out. They've been doing poorly in defensive rebounding, even though they've been playing pretty well elsewhere. Um, it, it'll be most interesting to see what they do with their rotation because um, now they have an extra guy. He'll probably take Deuce McBride's minutes, even though I like the way McBride's been playing, and then cut into a little bit the minutes of um, Barrett, Quickly, or Grimes. They'll probably have between those four guys, Barrett, Quickly, Grimes, and Hart. Um, you know, they'll each average between 25 and 35 a game, and maybe it'll go based on who's playing well that particular night. I do, I, 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 I mean, I really hope, Brun, the one I hope, I hope who loses a few minutes is Brunson. He's been playing like 39 minutes a night for the last few weeks. Classic Tibbs, and... Um, I mean, he's awesome, obviously, but with Hart now, you could play quickly a little bit more at point guard and have Hart as the number as the two, as you know, think of that as an upgrade from where basically quickly was playing point guard in the second unit, and McBride was kind of like an off guard. Um, quickly was doing a lot of the initiating, so you could do that with Hart instead, and um, hopefully you could trust it a little more to give. Brunson a little bit of a break. Um, Obi's going to still be at like 14 minutes a game. Um, you know, it, it is a shame. Um, in part, I can't totally blame the Knicks for playing Obi as little as they do because when they drafted him, I think they thought Randall was gone, was long gone. Uh, and then Randall had his breakout year, so... It's kind of hard to play both of them, but I do hate how Tibbs can't even imagine him as anything other than a four. Uh, right. Forget playing him at center. How about playing him at the three? The way like Orlando will play Franz Wagner, who's taller than Obi, I think, at the three. Like, try something. I mean, now that's kind of out the window. Hart is going to get those extra minutes. Um. So we'll see. I, I really, I really just hope Brunson no longer has to play forty minutes a game. But I'm glad Obi's still there and that they're still 
a chance to do something. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm mostly happy that the Knicks didn't like trade for Levine or Bradley Beal. Oh God, two two worst contracts in the in the yeah. game. Yeah, and that uh, they still have most of their young core because I really love watching this team. It's a really fun team and a, and a pretty good team and a lot of homegrown talent. Um, and Tibbs, I think, I think Tibbs does have more positives than negatives. Um, but the negatives are, very, are keep keep the Knicks from I think being getting to the fullest they could possibly get. But overall, pretty good. Okay. That's the Knicks. Um, plus, maybe they'll be able to pass the Nets in the standings and avoid the plan. I yeah, I, I certainly hope so. All right, so let's go uh, sort of rapid fire through a few teams. Um, the Clippers. Um, I actually think, do think the Clippers made some good moves. They they added Plumley, your boy Eric Gordon. And Bones Highland, and lost uh, Reggie Jackson, who wasn't even playing that much, and Luke Kennard, who's pr- pretty good, or a, a solid shooter. I think Luke Kennard's yeah, he's, he's decent. Yeah, it's weird that they weren't finding enough playing time for him, but I think overall, you know, Gordon can approximate Kennard. Bones could possibly play for them, and Plumlee is a nice fit for them. Gordon, Gordon is a candidate for like massive rejuvenation yeah um just getting out of a like a shit situation that went on too long um and 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 for the clippers like you can't rule out russell westbrook yeah right so their their trade grade is currently incomplete like they still have one more assignment they might sneak in right after the deadline so um that to me would be crazy the idea of of wall and Westbrook like on the same team after ping ponging around the league. It's like, yeah, that I love being traded for each other. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They'll be like, Oh, you're that guy. You Oh, Oh man. It's great to finally meet you. Um, but, but yeah, that's, that's what I'm hearing at least. Uh, That's what I heard. It's a, a big Russell Westbrook destination. So Russell Westbrook, let's just see. He was, Traded on his most recent contract, his current contract. He was traded to Houston, then to Washington, then to L.A., and then to Utah. So traded four times, uh, probably in four successive years. Uh, I, I don't think he plays a game for Utah. No, no, no way. They've got history. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he gets bought out, and then... I don't know. I heard the Clippers, but there could be a few other people. And and it would be interesting because he did show at least a willingness to, you know, embrace a lesser role this year. Yeah. Right. Like he definitely deserved a lot of blame for last year. Um, For this year, eh, he he definitely played better. He did. And I thought he was all right. Um, I mean, there were times last year when I thought his next stop was going to be China. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I, I was thinking he was not going to get another NBA contract. Now I'm like convinced he will. Like, he'll be, you know, on the low end. He's not, but he's not going to be veteran minimum. 
he's not going to be a million a year, but there will be teams that that will pay him. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see where he lands. I think it'd be interesting if it, if it was the Clippers. <laughs> Back to L.A. You should just not not go from L.A. to Utah. Um. Yeah, I I, I think L.A. did reasonably. The Lakers did reasonably well this trade deadline in being able to upgrade their roster while keeping the top four protection on and, and just moving one of those picks. And like, if things go terribly, they still, they could always do what Brooklyn just did and trade their two stars. I mean, I don't know if LeBron's going to want to ever leave LA, but they still, they still could recover some stuff. And unlike Brooklyn, they have a championship to show for it. <laughs> All right, Milwaukee adding Jay Crowder. Um, cool. Uh, I guess I guess it helps them. They didn't give up much. They gave, well, they gave up a lot of second round picks. But like Jay Crowder now is one of those guys where it's like his reputation. I think exceeds his actual performance at this point. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I feel like he's a guy that would fit on Milwaukee. Yeah. And um, so, and obviously he's well-rested, as we have joked about before <laughs> on this on this podcast. Yeah. So he's he's ready to to step in. Um, I I think it's I think it's a good move for the for the Bucks, even if it's even if he gives them next to nothing. I think it'll be a net positive. Hmm. Okay. I mean, he's definitely, he's like the same kind of, well, yeah, I mean, basically the same as like what PJ Tucker was for them. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely like a, a poor man's PJ Tucker, even right. though he maybe has a little bit better offensively than PJ Tucker. He's definitely better than PJ Tucker offensively at this stage yeah. um, of his career. Yeah. Um, Memphis exchanged basically Danny Green and some seconds for Luke Kennard, which I think is an upgrade, but like I, I I consider them losers of this trade deadline that they just like didn't do anything when they're a team that has a shot. Yeah, I just I wonder on their end if it was worth disrupting the chemistry to to go all in um to make like a big move. And as far as a small move goes, I mean, I think Danny Green is like, I think he is like straight washed at this yeah. point, isn't he? I mean, I think he just came back to playing like a week ago. Yeah. And he gets hurt all the time now. I mean, I don't know. My lasting memory of Danny Green, you know, I forget all the Spurs stuff. It's like front rimming shots <laughs> in the Lakers yes. uh, championship run. Um, and he's just not that guy anymore. Yeah. Um, and not that Luke Kennard is a world beater, but I think it's an upgrade. Is Danny, did Danny Green end up going to Houston? I, oh, I don't might, know. Did he, he might have? He's a buyout guy potentially. I think he did because uh, it was like a three-way deal where Eric Gordon went to the Lakers, uh, the, Clippers. the Clippers. Yeah, Kennard goes to Memphis and Green goes to Houston, and then Houston also collected some picks. Yeah, I forget the the details. Yeah, he. If he's in Houston, they're buying him. I'm sure they'll buy him out. Yeah. Um, Maybe. Well, actually, I don't. I take that back. I have no (laughs) idea what they're doing. Right. So, 
it would make sense if they bought him out and um, I could see Phoenix could use some bench presence. So not that Danny Green's that great, but something. Um, okay, Golden State <laughs> got Gary Payton the second back and they traded Wiseman. Yeah, it's it's funny how things work out. Yeah. I mean, Gary Payton the second was so critical to them being like doing what they did last year. Um, I think it's great they got him back. It is funny that like this is what this is what yeah. Wiseman's trade value ends up being. Yeah, the only thing I'll say about that is uh props to them on not just like on just realizing it was it was it was a miss and just moving on, trading him for what they could while he still has some value rather than trying everything they can to just get as much value out of something that's not going to work. Yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate that. Like it's the, you know, the sunk cost fallacy, right? Yeah. Like, all right. We did spend a two, a number two pick on this guy. He is not ready. Not saying he's never going to be ready, right? but he's not going to be ready on this sort of timeline that um, they need him to be ready on in order for, Steph to like ride off into the sunset with a couple more championships or whatever. That's not happening. Right. So yeah, might as well move on. I don't think he's going to have a moment. I'm, I'm out on Wiseman. Um, uh, it's just been, I mean, I hope he does. I hope right. things work out, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so either. I'd rather have Gary Payton the second. Mm-hmm. Philly traded Matisse Thibel. He's kind of replacing Gary the Payton, Gary Payton the second in Portland, and replace him with Jalen McDaniels. To be honest, I don't know that much about Jalen Jaden McDaniels. From- Jaden McDaniels, yeah, he's playing in Portland. I don't know. I think he's all right. No, he was in Charlotte. I think. Oh no, that's yeah. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that is like that is a team that just no one yeah i mean there's ball and then no one that anyone cares about right on that team um, and i mean i think mcdaniels is more i mean he has to have more offensive game than tybal because yeah <laughs> like but yeah and i've heard him talked about as being like yeah an upside guy like right so and if like if I mean, Thibel is interesting. Um, Doc Rivers didn't seem to want to play him. Much. No, he wasn't playing. So exactly, it's like a, the tips thing again. With, yeah, you know, um, with Cam, but not not as extreme as that. But Doc wasn't playing him, so you might as well move him. Yeah, for a guy who uh, another wing you could take play off the bench. That's about it. I, and then Denver getting Thomas Bryant. I, I really like that move for Denver. Because their backup, their backup big was like DeAndre Jordan. He just should not be <laughs> anyone. It's so surprising. He's still, yeah, he's still in the NBA. God, it is. Oh, maybe he could go to Phoenix or Dallas. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah, that I, I think. I think Phoenix is is going to be tough. I'm I'm hoping Denver can make it happen this year, though. Feel like this is, feel like this is their year, and that 
man, that Durant deal just screwed yeah. everything up. The West was wide open, and now it no longer is. It's it's basically Denver, Phoenix, and a little bit Memphis. Maybe if Golden State gets everybody healthy in time. Um, yeah, yeah, Golden so, State's going to be a tough out no matter what. Yeah. Um, provided they make the actual playoffs and don't get stuck in the play-in. Right. But even then, I don't know. Um, but yeah, the top three in the West are, are going to be pretty compelling. Yeah. And and then Dallas is obviously compelling. A wild card compelling. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah. So, so the takeaways, like, you know, besides the obvious ones about Brooklyn and Dallas and Kyrie and all that shit. Um, Phoenix is now a favorite or co-favorite. Um, and the other big takeaway from this trade deadline that everybody's talking about is uh, good job by the Knicks. I think they got a, they upgraded their team pretty well. I'm happy. I'm happy with what they did. I'm happy with what they didn't do. And I'm happy that all my favorite Knicks are still on the team. Yeah. And you got to be happy that the nets imploded, right? Like, yeah, that's, that's it's just the, a win. Really is the big, it's a win all around. And the Dallas is on their way to imploding. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love that you dislike Dallas as much as I do. That's yeah, great. something we could bond over. I'm surprised Miami didn't do anything. That's another surprise. Yeah, I wonder if they just feel like I wonder if the the right offer didn't come up. Yeah. Or if they feel like they just don't have it this year, no matter what. But I, I just they're so stuck with mm-hmm. like like I bet I bet they would be willing to move Lowry. If, oh sure, but I yeah. If anyone would have taken him, right? And remember how much of a coup it was when they landed him, right? And it's like I was like, oh yeah, Flowers got something left. Yeah, it turns out he doesn't. <laughs> I mean, he did play well a couple for a couple games in the playoffs last year when he was hobbling around and like he was okay. But for the most part, that is like not even he's not even movable. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, they kind of are where they are. Maybe they just need some draft picks to replenish so they can make another move. Yeah, I guess so. I, I don't know. I don't really yeah. exactly know what their situation is with that. I think they're. I think they're stuck. Um, they'll figure something out. Yeah, I mean, do. they'll be when Bam and Jimmy are playing. They are. They're going to be a tough out, but they're not a championship contender. No, but if they they'll they should land in the top six, assuming Br- yeah. Brooklyn slides down and you know once you're there who knows who knows who knows okay um so that's the trade deadline um we did it it's now time for the all-star game interestingly i guess i I actually don't even know how it's going to work with like Kyrie and kd moving if like the East gets more All Stars, if they even oh, yeah. think of it as East I even West anymore. It. I... Plus, plus, oh, yeah, KD might be out anyway. Jalen Brown now might be out, so that was big. Yeah, I, I, it sounds like actually I don't know what the severity is, but at least at least it's just his face. Um, but it, it means it's you know it's not a lower extremity injury, which is what really hurts basketball players. Or what becomes chronic. Um, so Jalen Brunson might make an all-star game after all. Hey, that'd be great. It'd be great. I'd love it. All right. You and heard he, it here first, listeners. You did. We both you did. And I just I need to be able to say to Sal that you heard it here first. 
<laughs> uh, anything, anything to say? Or uh, plug? No, I think I think we're I think, I think I'm good. I'm really um, looking forward to the stretch run. Not really looking forward to the All Star game. Full disclosure. No, but really, looking I hate forward the to the game. the stretch run. See where this all all goes. Hopefully, the Rockets can win at least five more games or so. <laughs> get, well, now they got yeah, I think in trading Eric Gordon. Now the pick that they got from Milwaukee is now a swap. Now they have swap options with that and the Clippers pick. So yeah, they're in a better victories. position than they were. Gordon was taking up space. Like he need, right. they need to get more young guys in, but they they need an overall. Yeah, they need more young guys in. That's what Houston needs. No, they they need, but they they no, they need to. They need to build around the best. We'll see where this draft goes, and then they've got to decide. Then they've got to actually start, like, developing for real. Exactly. All right. Uh, Of course, you could follow me at Larry the Athlete on all social media. Please subscribe to Larry Knows Sports wherever you get your podcasts. May all your dreams be hoop dreams. And may the rest of your days be days of thunder. Thunder.